Hi, my name is Herway Perniak and welcome to another New Hera podcast. In today's show, topics are the Trilter Commission, the Roundtable Group, the Club of Rome, and the Committee of 300. Let's start with the first topic. The first topic is Trilater Commission. The Trilater Commission is officially economic cooperation between the United States, Japan and Europe. But in reality, it's a secretive organization or society. Uh, Their true goal is to create a system of world currency and world governments to achieve a new world order. The Trilater Commission establishment was in July 1973. The Trilater Commission was founded in July 1973. Uh, their pri- private organization was officially created to foster close, closer cooperation between the US, Japan and Europe. The founder was David Rockefeller, uh, the chairman of the Council of Foreign Re- on Foreign Relations. CFR at that time. The Trilater Commission is widely seen as an offshoot of the Council on Foreign Relations. The Trilater Commission arose from the Bilderberg Group when one of its prominent members, SO of Standard Oils, David Rockefeller, came into conflict with other members or whether to include Japan in the club. In 1970, Professor Zbigniew Brzezinski published his book Between Two Ages. Uh, this book impressed David Rockefeller so much he lures its author away from the Columbia University to become chairman and co-founder of the Trilater Commission in 1973. Together with Zbigniew Brzezinski and a few others, including people from the Council on Foreign Relations, Ford Foundation and the, and the Brookings Institution, Rockefeller org- organized meetings and held their first executive com- committee meeting in Tokyo in October 1973. The meeting was attended by polit- politicians, corporate CEOs, prominent university presidents, labor union leaders and ac- academics. What was the purpose? of the Trilater Commission. The Trilater Commission was created to become a, a type of international CF, CFR. Their goal is to merge all developed nations to create the world government. The Trilater Commission is preparing the framework or power structure which is necessary to multinational banks and corporations to seize global control over the world population, governments and economics. In April 1974, former U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, CFR and Trilateralist member Richard Gardner publishes an article in CFR's Foreign Affairs, The Hard Road to the World Order, where he states that the house of the world order will have to be built from the bottom up rather than from the top down. But in the end, but an end run around national sovereignty, eroding it by piece by piece, will accomplish much more than the old-fashioned frontal assault.
The world can be divided into three major economic regions, North America, Europe, and the Far East, China, Japan, etc. If under the pretext of having to join forces to be able to face economic competition with the two other economic regions, the member countries of each of these three regions may decide to merge into one single nation, forming three superstates. Then the one world government will be much closer. The Trilateral Commission achieves its ultimate goal, a world government step by step. In 1977, Jeremiah Novak writes the Trilter Connection in July edition of Atlantic Monthly, in which he states, for the, term, for the third time in this century, a group of American schools, businessmen, and government officials is planning to fashion a new world order. In 1979, Barry Goldwater, retiring Republican senator from Arizona, publishes his autobiography with no apologies. He states, In my view, the Trilter Commission represents a skillful coordinate effort to seize control and consolidate the four centers of power, political, monetary, intellectual, and excellesial. All this is to be done in the interest in the interest of creating a more peaceful, more productive world community. What that trilaters truly intend is the creation of a world, worldwide economic power superior to the political governments of the nation states involved. They believe the abundant materialism they pro- propose to create will overwhelm exciting differences as managers and creators of the systems they will rule to the future. Who, are, who was the members of the Trilateral uh, Commission? The Trilateral Commission consists of approximately 400 private citizens from the United States, Europe and Asia. These individuals have a lot of power and influence in the banking sector, sector politics and business worlds. Some notable members of the Trilateral Commission include David Rockefeller, founder of the Commission, chairman of the Chase Manhattan Bank Board from 1969 to 1981, chairman of the Council on Foreign Relations from 1970 to 1985, now honorary chairman, a life member of the Bilderberg Group, President George H. W. Bush, Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton, Dick Cheney, William Cohen, Diane Feinstein, David Gergen, Henry Kissinger, Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan and Paul Volcker. Volcker, how, how to pronounce that? I don't know. Kasper Weinberger, Secretary of Defense under Reagan. John H. Bryan, former CEO of Sarah Lee Bakeries, affiliated with the World Economic Forum and part of the board of for Sarah Lee, Goldman Sachs, General Motors, British Petroleum and Bank One, Lee Raymond, ExxonMobil, former CEO and Chairman, Vice Chairman of the Board of Trustees of the American Enterprise Institute, Director of JP Morgan Chase and a co-director and member of the Executive Committee and Policy Committee of the American Petroleum Institute and others. In 1981, researcher Lori Key Strand stated in the book People's Almanac, many of the regional members of the Trilter Commission are now in position of power where they are able to implement policy recommendations of the Commission, recommendations that they themselves prepared on behalf of the Commission. 
It is for this reason that the Commission has acquired a reputation for being the shadow government of the West. The Trilateral Commission tentacles have reached so far in the political and economic sphere that it has been described by some as a cable of powerful men out to control the world by creating a supranational community dominated by the multinational corporations. A complete list of all Trilateral Commission members in 2011 can be found on the web page of a Trilateral Commission 2011 member list. Uh, that is on Conspiracy Wikipedia. Creation of the first superstate, the European Union. The creation of su European superstate, the European Union, was initiated by members of the Trilateral Commission. The UA is the prototype of global governments that will soon exert its influences to reshuffle world relationships. In 1993, a single European Act, Maastricht Treaty, was signed in Maastricht, the Netherlands, requiring all member nations of the European community to remove their trade barriers and to hand over their fiscal and monetary policies to the officials of the European Commission in Brussels, Belgium. In 2002, the euro became the common currency for many European states. In January 2002, nearly all the members of the European Union replaced the national currency with the common currency, the euro. Moreover, the Treaty of Nice removes more powers from the nations to give them over, the, over to the European Commission. What began as an economic cooperation in 1952 with the EEC, European Economic Community, a partnership between a few European nations to regulate the coal and steel in industry, finally turned into a European superstate. In 1948, Jean Monnet, a French socialist economist and founder of the EEC must have had a European superstate in mind when he said political union in inventably follows economic union and the creation of a united Europe must be regarded as an essential step towards the creation of the united world. As regards of the North American region, the merge of its member nations is just a matter of time with the passage of free trade between the USA and Canada, and later Mexico. In the next few years, it is intended that all of the Central and South America joins this free trade agreement with a common currency, the AMERO, for them all. The upcoming American superstate is often referred to as the North American Union. NAU. On the 6th of May 2002, Mexico's President Vicente said the following in Madrid regarding an American superstate. Eventually, our long range obje objective is to establish with, with the United States, but also with Canada, our other regional partner, an assembly of connections as institutions similar to those created by the European Union. Uh, the second topic is the Roundtable Group. The Roundtable Group is a secret society that was formed in the beginning of the 20th century. This group plays a key role in the upcoming New World Order and creates the agenda of organizations such as the Committee of 300. Let's start with the history of the Roundtable Group. Around 1870, John Ruskin, an English professor, taught his apprentices that some people were superior to others 
and that one superior man should rule the world. His lessons were embraced by a powerful man named Cecil Rhodes. He spent all his wealth gained through diamonds and gold in South Africa to achieve his lifelong dream of a world government, a new world order. Cecil Rhodes proposed the idea for the British Empire to re-annex the United States of America and reform itself into a imperial federation to establish a superpower and lasting world peace. In 1877, at an age of 23, he wrote his first will, in which he expressed his wish to create a secret society known as the Society of the Elect that would strive this goal. In his will, Cecil Rhodes wrote, To and for the establishment, promotion and development of a secret society, the true aim and object whereof shall be for the extension of British rule throughout the world. His strong desire for the world government was expressed in his statement, I would annex the planets if I could. In the middle 1890s, Rhodes had a personal income of at least a million pounds sterling a year, which he spent so freely for mysterious purposes that he was usually overdrawn on his account. Cecil Rhodes' com commitment to a conspiracy to establish world government was set down in a series of wills described by Frank I. Delote in his book American Rhodes Scholarship, Dr. Keller Quigley, Tragedy and Hope. In 1891, Rhodes established a secret society, which later became known as the Round Table Group. Like the Illuminati, the Round Table Group has the inner core with various circles of associates built around it. It became international and established organizations and associate societies in many countries around the world. The Round Table Group had the Drilter Commission, Royal Institute of International Affairs, the Club of Rome, the Bilderberg Group, the United Nations and Council on Foreign Relations. International bankers were involved in the society from the beginning. Lord Rothschild of England, a leading member of the powerful International House of Rothschild, was the financier of Rhodes' mining monopoly in Rhodesia. Rhodesia is named after, after Cecil Rhodes, South Africa. The Rothschild family became a trustee of the Rhodes fortune and the inner initiate of the secret society. In his last will Rhodes formed a well-known Rhodes scholarship, through which young students from all over the world would receive higher education and the indoctrination of one worldism. Frank Idelot in his book American Rhodes Scholarship wrote in 1888, Rhodes made his third will, leaving everything to Lord Rothschild, his financier in mining enterprises, with an accompanying letter, closing the right or the written matter discussed between us. The model for this proposed secret society was the Society of Jesus. Though he mentions also the Masons, the secret society was organized on the conspiratorial pattern of circles. Within circles, Professor Quigley informs us that the central part of the secret society was established by March 1891. Using Rhodes' money, the organization was run for Rothschild by Lord Alfred Milner. 
The Round Table worked behind the scenes at the highest levels of British government, influencing foreign policy and England's involvement and conduct of World War I. In 1902, after Rose's death, one of his close friends, Lord Alfred Milner, who was another powerful British banker, became the leader of the group. Miller established roundtable groups in many nations, including the United States. He attracted many young intellectuals, mostly from Oxford, who were given important positions in government and international finance. These people were used as the successors to propagate on the need and glory of the world government and to work for the creation of the new world order. Like the Illuminati, members are enticed with the humanitarian ideals. They are shown the needs of the world and are inspired to work for the solution of world problems. But only the well-proven and most suitable initiatives are shown the real goal of the society world government. The innermost members of those societies, international bankers, professors and politicians have together become known as insiders. Many groups have been established by the Roundtable Group in the past century. In the United States, they established the Council on Foreign Relations in the United Kingdom, the Royal Institute for International Affairs. On the international level, they have established the Bilderberg Group. This group consists of the most important bankers, politicians and royal family members of the US and Europe which meet once every year. Their discussion and plans are never made public, but their purpose is clearly the coordination of plans for the formation of the world government. Most people have ne never heard of these organizations, as they are extremely secretive and little is published about them, which is not surprising uh, seeing that much of the main news media is controlled by these same secret groups. And... Uh, the third topic is Club of Rome. The Club of Rome was created in 1968 by the to Group. Its original purpose was to create a new world order by the year 2000. The Club of Rome has a hidden agenda to divide the entire world into 10 regions or kingdoms. Where was the Club of Rome established? So... In April 1968, the Club of Rome was founded by members of the original Morgantu group during a meeting at Rockefeller's private house in Belgio in Italy. The, the meeting was organized by Aurelia Pezzei, an Italian industrialist who had close in relations to the Olivetti Corporation and Fiat. He claimed to have solutions for world peace and prosperity, which could he be accomplished through a new world order. The Club of Rome was established with 75 prominent industrialists, economists and scientists members from 25 nations. The Bilderberg Group and the Club of Rome are the most important foreign policy arms of the Round Table, which is led by the Committee of 300. Many of the, many of the Club of Rome members were drawn from NATO and they have been able to create a lot of what NATO claims are its policies. True. Through Lord Carrington, they were able to split NATO into two groups, a left-wing political faction and its former military alliance. The Ten Kingdoms, the Club of Rome acts a research institute on political, social and economic issues and claims that there is no other viable alternative to the 
future survival of mankind than a new global community under a single form of government. On 17 September 1973, the Club of Rome published a report entitled The Regionalist entitled the regionalized and adaptive model of the global world system which was authored by eduard pestel and mihailo mesarovich the report revealed the club intention to divide the worlds into 10 economic political regions called kingdoms which would unite the entire world under a common leadership this regions are North America, Western Europe, Japan, Australia and South Africa, Eastern Europe, Latin America, North Africa and Middle East, Main Africa, South and Southeast Asia, Centrally Planned Asia. The term kingdoms was left out when the plan was released in a book entitled Mankind at a Turning Point, which stated that the solutions to the problems of the world could only be developed in a global context. Population Control In 1973, the Club of Rome released a report entitled Limits to the Growth, which dealt with the problem of overpopulation. In the August 1980 edition of Fusion magazine, Howard Odom, marine biologist at the University of Florida, who was a member of the Club of Rome, was quoted, saying, it's necessary that the U.S. cut its population by half within the next 50 years. He did not mention how this should be accomplished. During the presidency of Jimmy Carter, a task force was created to expand the limits on growth document and on 24 July 1980, that a two-volume report was released entitled Global 2000 Report, which had been authored by former Secretary of State Cyrus Air Vance. The report, which was presented to President Carter, attempted to project global economic trends for the next two decades and indicated that there aren't enough resources on the earth to support the expected dramatic increase in the world population. The document says the population of the United States should be reduced by 100 million people by the year 2050. About half a year later, the Council on Environmental Quality made a recommendation based on the document entitled Global Future, A Time to Act. They proposed an aggressive plan to control the population, which included contraception, abortion and sterilization. In August 19. 82, the Executive Intelligence Review released a document entitled Global 2000 Blueprint for Genocide, which stated that, which stated that two before-mentioned presidential documents are correctly understood as political statement of intent. The intent on the part of such policy centers as the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission and International Monetary Fund to pursue pol policies that will result not only in the death of the 120 million seated in the reports, but in the death of upwards of 2 billion people by the year 2000. Throughout the world, the Club of Rome has said that genocide should be used to eliminate people who they refer to as useless eaters. U.S. Association of the Club of the Club of Rome. In 1976, the U.S. Association, Association of the Club of Rome, USA Corps, was created, was created. Its purpose is to shut down the U.S. economy gradually. Henry Kissinger was then, and still is, 
a high-ranked member in the service of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, a member of the Club of Rome and the Council on Foreign Relations. Kissinger had a major role in the attempt to destabilize the US by means of three wars in the Middle East, Vietnam and Korea. In the Gulf War, the United States Army acted as a mercenaries for the Committee of 300 in bringing in bringing Kuwait back under its control and at the same time making an example out of Iraq so the other small countries would not attempt anything against the wishes of the committee. Death of General Mohammed Zia Ulhaq on 17 of August 1988, the President of Pakistan, General Mohammed Zia Ulhaq, died during a suspicious airplane crash. Uh, it's rumored that the Club of Rome was ordered by the Committee of 300 to elim eliminate Ulhaq. The Turkish Secret Service warned Ulhaq not to travel by plane as he was targeted for a mid-air bombing. With this in mind, Ulhaq took a US team with, his, with him as an insurance policy, as he com commented to his close advisors. Uh, as he com commented to his close advisors. On board the flight, there were a number of United States officials, including the U.S. Army Defense Intelligence Agency Group, led by Brigadier General Herbert Wassum and U.S. Ambassadors to, to Pakistan, Arnold Louis Rafael. Shortly after the plane took off, the control tower lost contact with the aircraft. Witnesses who saw the airplane in the air afterward claimed it was flying erratically, then nose-dived nose and exploded when it crashed into the ground. 32 people died in the incident, including Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff Committee General Ektar Abdurrahman, close associates of Ulhaq, Brigadier Sidaki Salik, General Herbert M. Wossum, the head of the U.S. military aid mission to Pakistan and the U.S. ambassadors to Pakistan, Arnold Louis Rafael. The death of Ulhaq has raised many questions, and the investigation of the crash led to the conclusion that the most probable cause of the crash was sabotage. It is also suggested that the poisonous gases were released, which incapitated the crew members and passengers, which would explain why no mayday signal was given. There is no doubt that a team of professionals were behind the crash. And the last one. And the last one uh, topic, the Committee of 300. Uh, the Committee of 300 is an international council which determines the political, economical, banking, media and the military policy for centralized global efforts. The committee is part of the Roundtable Group and is superior to groups such as Club of Rome and the Trilateral Commission. History of Committee of 300 the Committee of 300 evolved out of the British East India Company, which was established in 1727 by the British elite. The group, is, the group is also known as the Olympians. The number 300 is de de derived from the 1909 article uh, Gesher's Fletcher Nashwush by Walter Retano of General Electric. 
In 1909, Walter Rettenau said the following about the Committee of 300. 300 men, all of whom known one another, direct the economic destiny of Europe and choose their successors from among themselves. For nearly a century, the British East India and Dutch East India companies gathered fortunes from their opium trade with Asia and now through the Committee of 300. They continue to wage phony drug wars around the world today. Members of the Committee of 300, Dr. John Coleman, the former MI6 British intelligence agent, has authored more than 10 books which uncover the New World Order, focusing mostly on the Committee of 300. In his book, Conspirators Hierarchy, the story of the Committee of 300, Dr. Coleman reveals how the committee controls and socially engineers the population in conspiracy. Conspirators hierarchy, John Coleman wrote the following about the committee. The Committee of 300 is the ultimate secret society made up of a tangible ruling class, which includes the Queen of England, the Queen of Netherlands, the Queen of Denmark, and the royal families of Europe. These aristocrats decided at the death of Queen Victoria, the matriarch of the Venetian Black Gulfs black gulabs that in order to gain worldwide worldwide control it would be necessary for its aristocratic members to to go into business with the non-aristocratic but extremely powerful leaders of corporate business on a global scale and so the doors to ultimate power were open to what the queen of england likes to refer as the commoners the most notable members of the committee are the British royal family, Dutch royal family, House of Habsburg, Lord Halifax, Winston Churchill, Cecil Rhodes, George Bush, Aldous Huxley, Henry, Henry Kissinger, Kissinger, David Rockefeller, Giuseppe Manzini, H.G. Wells. And that's uh, all about who actually... Uh, who actually formed the new world order and who was behind it it's like uh, part two uh, that's that's it for today's podcast today's show and see you another friday for another show bye